0: And we are back. We got eleven game slate here on Monday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're breaking down the eleven game NBA DFS slate in this video. I also cover content for player prop sites like price Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a one hundred dollar deposit match bonus or the code DKDFS. But it's a player prop site. How it works is you're building out slips of player props. All the different sports that they offer are up here, and you can win up to 75X your money. So you guys do want to give it a try, click that link down below. If you do click the link and deposit, it does help support the channel. If you guys look for more content, as always, DFS, or for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon, linked down below. All right, so let's recap the last couple of nights here. So, what well, was it? Saturday night. This one, this one was pretty tilting, I'm not gonna lie. I missed the cash by about a point in tournaments. Um, Levert barely playing for absolutely no reason. Can someone make some sense out of that for me? 35 minutes with Darius Garland the previous game. Take Darius Garland out. 20 minutes for Levert. Okay. Someone also explain how the Okongwu faders knew, man. I mean, no Capella. He was a free square. I mean, massive chalk and high stakes. Okongwu way higher on in high stakes than low stakes, right? The Sharks absolutely all over him. Levert and Okongwu, Sharks all over. I want to know how they knew the Okongwu faders. How do they know? He's a free square without Capella and just one of his worst games of the season in the minutes played. That, just, that tilted me. I uh, had a low low on Luca smashed, but um, yeah, the, uh, the, Levert, the Levert minutes and the the Okongu faders uh, getting away with it were, were pretty tilting. And then tonight I got killed, man. I, I did not want anything to do with chalk. Andre Jackson just has a career game in the first half. He did absolutely nothing in the second half. Uh, because he's such a bad point per minute guy. Um, yeah, I got killed today. I was playing for the blowout in the Washington Phoenix game. That's why I went to Kulabale. Um, season low minutes for him and season low fancy score. Um, yeah, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I was really high in Looney. Uh, he was great in his minutes, but oh, I got Steve Kurd. He played like twelve minutes. Previous couple games for Looney without Draymond Green, high twenties minutes. Big, like, you know, they're going up against an opposing big, DeAndre Ayton, traditional big. thinking, okay, you know, Looney's going to play normal minutes. Dust off, Dak Jack Jackson Davis and play him, like, the whole game. It's just like, man, I hate Steve Kerr so much, man. I really, really do. I really hate him. Um, so that's the recap. a recap. Bad couple days there for DFS. For me, I had a great weekend for player props in general. Um, killed it at Call of Duty. Won 1,400 profit. Had a very good day. A very good weekend at NFL as well. 10-2 not the best in NBA gotten gotten really been running bad with NBA props and for DFS too I just had a just not a good not a good little run here um but uh yeah that's that's recap everything so let's get into it um Clippers and Pacers first game here and you guys know what I'm gonna say about the top three guys play the clip why Harden Paul George like them all you know, if one's going to be way higher on than the other one, I'm going to prefer the lower-end option. So, yeah, I have interest in all three. It's a great matchup here against the Pacers. So I do like all three of Kawhi Harden and Paul George. But like I said, like, for example, if Kawhi and Paul George are going to be 30% owned and Harden's going to be 5%, then, yeah, if I'm going to play Clippers, uh, one of those main Clippers in tournaments, I'm probably going to prefer whichever one, you know, Harden, if, if, if uh, he, in fact, is 5%. No interest in Westbrook. I don't know why that price is continuing to be that high. Zubach is always someone I'm intrigued by for tournaments. The minutes tend fluctuate on him, but he is a good point minute guy. He's shown the ceiling, and again, I like the spot, too. Uh, Paul and Manmore just like secondary plays. Daniel Tice will back up Zubach. You know, he's playable as contrarian Valley because if you do get Zubach foul trouble or if just Tice plays really well. We have seen some games where Daniel Tice has pushed 20-plus minutes. On the Pacers' side, so um, Halliburton news is big. Um, if he misses, it's going to open up a lot. Now, last game, if you were underweight to the Pacers' uh, wings, you got l- a little bit lucky. Again, I got a little bit lucky. I only had McConnell because the game was just a massive blowout. Uh, but all these wings, you know, get a bump, obviously, if Halliburton is out. And McConnell looks great if there's no Halliburton. I would assume he would play 30-plus minutes in a competitive game. Again, last game was a massive blowout, but... Yeah, McConnell will look great. All these wings would look a lot better, even though they basically all busted last game. Got to have short-term memory. Massive blowout. Can't predict that. Um, so, uh, yeah, all the wings will look good. Uh, Jackson, he's going to back up. Miles Turner, again, he's been playing well. I think I've been giving him more minutes. He is a good point-per-minute guy, but the price point is up on him. If Albert's in, then there's really not much that stands out for me on the Pacers side. Chicago and Philadelphia, DeRozan's just really pissing me. This guy's really pissing me off this year, right? Cost me infinite money, whether it be for DFS or for player prop stuff. I'm telling you, if I take unders on this guy, it turns into Michael Jordan. If I take overs, he just stands in the corner and does absolutely nothing. Really, really been pissing me off. But um, without Zach Levine, it's it's him, it's Vooch, and it's Kobe White that, you know, obviously get the usage bump. Um, Kobe White's been playing extremely well, but the price point is warranted at 7.8K. I think you can make the argument that Kobe White's the best play in Chicago. Um, yeah, but all three of, of the topic guys look good. Nothing else that really stands out to me. You got Patrick Williams, you know, is fine. A 5.9, should play 30-ish minutes, low 30s minutes. Io DeSumo has been playing big minutes. We'll keep buying Crusoe. Um, if Crusoe plays, I don't think we can get to Io. Um, Tory Craig, 4.3, doubtful. It's not huge. Probably just, you know, gives a few more minutes for a guy like Patrick uh, Williams. And then Drummond, he'll back up uh, Vooch. If Vooch gets in foul trouble, which is possible against Embiid, uh, Drummond would be the guy that would benefit there. On the Philadelphia side, I will talk about this a little bit earlier, but I feel like, Embiid just been playing, like, Washington, Detroit, Charlotte, like, for the last month. And I looked at him, like, the last, like, seven games, he's played the Wizards, like, two or three times, the Pistons two or three times, and then the Hornets last game. So, um, he's had a really good uh, run of matchups, and this is not a bad matchup either. Uh, I mean, Embiid has just been insane, man. He's putting up, like, 70 fantasy points a game in blowouts. Like, blowout here. Blowout, 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 blowout. They've just been absolutely dominating, and he's he had like seventy fantasy points. Imagine what would happen if the game stays competitive. So, highlight and beat here at the top. Uh, Maxi Harris, Melton, kind of more secondary play. He's not going to prioritize any of those guys. Uh, Kali Ubre, 5'4". four. You know, just not playing enough minutes right me right now for me to consider him. Nick Batum, minutes have ticked down a, a bit on him as well. There have been some blowouts, but uh, yeah. Let's talk about Houston and Cleveland. So for Houston, um, this game's kind of ugly. Not a ton standing out. I think price points are correct And Shungo, on Shungo and Van Fleet. You got Green, Smith, Brooks, all kind of the secondary plays. My boy Tari Eason has been playing very well. I played 30 minutes last game, but the price points now up on him, where he doesn't really stand out. So there's not much here for Houston on the Cleveland side. There is a little bit more to like. Um, no Garland, no Mobley. Well, number one, Donovan Mitchell. He becomes a clear go-to guy in offense. He's gonna play big minutes too. Played 41 minutes last game, so I like Donovan Mitchell at the top. Jared Allen also had a huge game. Um, he should play mid-30s minutes. I think last game was a bit of an outlier, though. Max Lavert Levert, um, they get a usage bump. Again, Lavert just so frustrating those minutes last game. Only 25. Just really, really tilted me. Um, Isaac Okoro played 32 minutes, but I'm just not paying 5.2K for Isaac Okoro. Uh, Dean Wade most likely continues to start, but like I said, I know he had a good game last game. Not paying 4.8K for Dean Wade. You're going to see some Sam Merrill. You're going to see a little bit of Craig Porter Jr., but again, not enough for me to go to those guys. Charlotte and Toronto. Charlotte's pretty banged up. But you got Rozier, probable. Hayward, questionable. Mark Williams, doubtful. P.J. Washington, questionable. It's a little bit hard to say right now. Um, if P.J. Washington's out, Nick Richards, if he avoids foul trouble, should play big minutes just because they don't really have any other centers. The only big thing they have is... Whatever a Nathan Mensa is, whatever that is, is a backup. Uh, is the backup five if Peter Washington is out too? Um, the price points up on Bridges. I'll pass. Brandon Miller. Like a lot of these wings, price points are up. So not a ton that I love here. Um, like I just, I can't stomach if if a lot of these guys are out. I just, I, I can't pay five point one k for Bryce McGowan. Just no way, man. No way. All right, Toronto. A great matchup here for the Raptors. It's a matter of can the game stay competitive? I've in all five starters. Barnes, Siakam, OG. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Jakob Purtle. The minutes are the least secure with Purtle, but reasonable price point, like I said, great spot. Barnes and Siakam should play high 30s minutes. OG's been playing big minutes as well. Schroeder usually plays around 30-ish. Uh, so we have interest in all the starters. And then I'll mention Gary Trent Jr. off the bench. You know, he's been struggling with a shot, but does still have a ceiling if he is making his shots. of so finding tournaments, Detroit, I mean, they're just getting blown out every game, man. This team is just awful. No Dern, no Stewart. You're going to get Bagley and James Wiseman manning the middle here. Uh, Bagley most likely starts. Four point nine k, reasonable play if you think they can keep it competitive. It is a good matchup. Wiseman's got a couple of big games, but again, basically just in blowouts, so I'm not factoring that in too much. Wiseman is a good point for me. guy, he's just an awful real life basketball player. Um yeah, both the Pistons centers are playable. If you think they can keep it competitive, you can look at guys like Cade and Bogdanovich and, and Asur Thompson. Um, I don't really trust much of anything else here though for the Pistons. Talk about the Hawks. Uh, questionable. I don't believe Capella's going to be available from I've seen. Uh, left knee bruise, uh, bone bruise. I think he'll be out for a little bit. So if Capella's out, I'm going right back to the wealth of Yako Okongu. Again, the faders can go play the lottery last game. You're not going to get bailed out again if you get uh, Okongu without Capella here. I, I would expect mid 30s minutes from Okongu. Great spot if the game stays competitive. So really like Okongu there if there's no Capella. Bruno Fernando, he'll play the backup five. Uh, most likely just play whatever Okongu does not play. Had a good game in 16 minutes last game. Uh, the, both the guards are firmly in play for me. Trey and Murray, factoring and price, I think I do uh, give the edge to Trey Young. And then um, if McDonavich and Hunter can't go, then Sadiq Bay should play big minutes, but his price is also up. Minnesota and Utah, we'll keep an eye on the stats. Anthony Edwards, I believe he'll play. Um, also, McDaniels is questionable, but he's played the last couple of games. So um, no real strong takes here on Minnesota. I think Cat and Ant are fine contrarians. Uh, spend-ups, Bear feels priced about right. Not much else. I mean, Nas Reed, uh, he's playing well. Mints have ticked up, but the price point's also up on him. On the Miami side, this team's basically a stay away. Lowry's out, but you got Hero back. You got Bam back. A lot of these guys priced up. I assume there's going to be limitations on Bam and Hero. I don't think I can get to anyone unless we get news that there's no limit on the main guys for Miami, Bam and Hero. If that's the case, then I would have a little bit of interest in 8.3k Hero, but I didn't go going to take it easy in a minute, so this team's basically a stay away for me. Okay, Memphis and Oklahoma City. You got Ja Goat coming back tomorrow, or coming back Tuesday. I cannot wait for him to be back. Uh, you guys know how much I love Ja, but one more game without Ja Morant. Uh, you got Bain and Jackson. These are the two guys with the highest ceilings. You know, this is a blowout risk here against Oklahoma City, but if you want to take shots in either of those guys, that's fine. You got no Smart Still, no Rose, no uh, Luke Kennard. is doubtful. We'll see what Memphis does with the starting lineup. I don't know what they're going to do. They can start small and throw Jackson at the five. Uh, they could throw Aldama in there. You know, Tillman's barely been playing. My guess is it's going to be something like Bain, Triple J, Roddy, and Vince Williams, I think we'll start too, and, and one other guy. Vince Williams has been playing well. Um, he's been playing solid minutes too, 26, 28, and 30 minutes. So uh, I do have a little bit of interest in Vince Williams, David Roddy too, and then we'll see what else to do with the starting lineup. You know, guys like Zaire, Conchar could play a little bit more um, – yeah, this, this team, it's hard to trust right now. Uh, the secondary pieces. On the Oklahoma City side, well, Shea, he's going to play big minutes. Um, no issue with him at 10.5. He got shot at 7.6. We can avoid foul trouble. We know he has a pretty high ceiling. Jalen Williams, Dort, Giddy, secondary plays. I think I get to anyone else here uh, for, the, for the Thunder value. Talk about Brooklyn and Utah. No Ben Simmons, no Lonnie Walker. Doran Finney Smith is questionable. You got Mikel and Dinwiddie in a good spot, and Camp Thomas. I like the ceiling on all three. You know, Bridges should play the most. Dinwiddie been playing, you know, good minutes, and, again, has the ball in his hands a ton, tons, so has a relatively high floor. Camp Thomas more of your boomer bus play, but this is a ceiling that he provides. So I've finished in all three of his main nets here in a great spot. Nick Claxton, the minutes have fluctuated, but if you give him 30-plus minutes, I like him here a lot, too. It's just a matter of will the minutes be there. They've trolled a ton. They've gone to Dayron Sharp before. They've closed a the trend in Watford. I feel like whenever I have an over on Claxton or I play Claxton, they just troll, man. It's really been pissing me off. Like, just play him normal minutes. Stop it with the Dayron Sharp and Watford nonsense, which is just make me so, so, so mad. Um, Cam Johnson's fine at 6'2". Royce is fine. 5K looks better. There's no door in Finney-Smith. De'Ron Sharp will play the backup five. Again, minutes have been kind of down on him. Watford, 4.5, barely played last game. You you would have thought without Dorian Finney-Smith, he would have played more, played less. It just just doesn't make sense. I think, did I see Harry Giles get on the floor? Well, that was two games ago. I remember Sims. I was like, Harry Giles, this guy, preseason legend. We played him a ton three years ago, in preseason DFS when he was on the Blazers. Won me a lot of money. Utah, this team's also pissing me off. Um, Collins is questionable, Markin in back, but I don't know how many minutes he can play. If we get news, he's no longer in a limitation. Then I think Lloyd Markin looks out at the top. Sexton should should continue to start. 7K though, the price is now about right for him. THT, 6.2, reasonable, I guess. Hessler's been way up and down with his production. Olenek, eh, Fettuccine, Alfredo feels priced about right we got Chris Dunn at 5'3". If he starts again, would have a little bit of interest there. But uh, yeah, let's move on to Dallas and Denver. So one guy that I've been playing basically every single slate without Kyrie but Luka Doncic. I've just been slamming him every slate. And the reason is they're running him into the ground without Kyrie. They're playing him like 40 minutes a night without Kyrie Irving. So yes, I'm going to continue to play Luka Doncic if they're going to play him like a playoff rotation without Kyrie. So I love Luke at the top. Guys like Exum and Hardaway and Derek Jones Jr. and Grant Williams are reasonable plays. Hardaway, this is, again, more proof. No one runs worse. Um, was on his over points prop in this game. 0 of 7 from 3. Next game, 25 points. Yay! There is no Derek Lively, so... White Powell most likely starts here against Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's going to get abused, but he might have to play big minutes... Um, or if Sean Holmes is available, hope he could get some run too. So keep an eye on that. But yeah, if Dwight Powell is the only big, I mean, uh, Dallas is in trouble. On the Denver side, you got Jamal Murray, probable. They've been taking the easy on his mitts though. Uh, Aaron Gordon, also probable. KCP, questionable. If KCP misses, a combination of guys like Brown and Strother and, and Holiday all benefit. But no one... Benefits, like, big time. Holiday probably starts. Jokic, 11-7. Again, like the matchup for him here, but will Jamal Murray back? Um, I think I prefer Luke on the other side. There's really just not much else here for Denver. If you want to mess with some of those values, you kind of KCPs out, but don't love it. Washington, Sacramento. Well, uh, this is a game that should be played at a pretty fast pace. Uh, Washington's been playing better of late. Uh, if I think Kuzma and Poole are interesting tournament plays, I guess Jones, we have got to mention him coaching, like, almost 60 fancy points a game over the last two games. I mean, where's this Tyus Jones been? I thought he's going to have a really good year for the Wizards, and he's been not playing that good, but last couple games, he's been on fire. Um, now, obviously, outlier games last couple games, but, I mean, yeah, Tyus Jones, viable. Uh, Daniel Gafford also, if he stays out of foul trouble, he's been playing big minutes. He played 35 minutes. 56? I didn't realize that. 56 fantasy points for Gafford tonight? Oh, my goodness. Um... Yeah, I mean, 7K or 6K, I think he's... If he plays those seven minutes, again, sure. Bulabale, first time i played him all year. sub 10 fancy points. No one runs worse. Um, not much else here for Washington. On the Sacramento side, this comes down to Fox, right? Fox is out. You're going to get, you know, Ellis and David Mitchell uh, playing more. Don't really think get to either of those guys, but um, Monk would be uh, more interesting. The wings would look better. Um, Sabonis doesn't really change, but, again, he is in a great spot either way, so I like Sabonis either way. Um, and then yeah, the Wings and Monk all look better if there's no Deer and Fox. I don't know if I can like stomach Keon Ellis or Davion Mitchell. But uh, I guess if there is no Fox, you got to consider them. Uh, if Fox is in, I think it's mainly just Fox and Sabonis for me. Finally, New York and the Lakers. So, Knicks, Randall, Brunson, reasonable and a good matchup. I think I slightly prefer Randall to Brunson. You got RJ Barrett that minutes can fluctuate on him. Most of the time he's playing around 30 minutes, reasonable tournament play. Hartenstein and Jericho Sims splitting the center position. Hartenstein is the guy with the higher ceiling. He's been averaging about 30 minutes a game, so I would prefer Hartenstein to Sims. Josh Hart, what happened last game? Oh, he got ejected. I was like, why didn't you only play eight minutes? Should play around 30 minutes. Uh, Been not playing the best recently, but most of the time, Josh Hart is a pretty high floor because he can stuff a stat sheet. So I don't factor in what he's done last couple games too much. Even Shenzo, 5.3, it's too pricey for me. Um, I will mention quickly, 4.8, you know, The minutes can fluctuate on him. They've been down a little bit, but he's going to shock when he's out there. If he plays really well, they could extend him. So, always something that I'm intrigued by for tournaments. And finally, the Lakers. LeBron AD, questionable, kind of hard to talk about, would probable. I have absolutely nothing to say on this matter last game. Literally pulling a Tony Snell, man. That was also a day I missed the tournaments by like one point with three points from Max Christie. Uh, Going crazy over here. Going crazy. But yeah, assuming everyone's in here, not a ton that stands out. If one of LeBron or AD missed, then obviously I like whoever plays. The Lakers kind of hard to talk about. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We'll see you all in the next one.